I'm Alicia Michalisic Gonzalez, host of the Real Talk podcast and an emergency doctor with Fituity, a physician-led and owned partnership comprised of doctors, advanced providers, and industry professionals working together to provide compassionate, quality, acute care to patients across the nation. Vituity's number one goal is to be at the heart of better care. But in considering what's important to us and prioritizing the wellness of our clinicians and employees, Vituity has also made diversity a focus of their work. The following episode is brought to you by members of one of Vituity's enterprise resource groups created to provide support for different demographic groups within our organization. Our hope is to amplify stories from the diverse community of healthcare workers we proudly work alongside while acknowledging the unfair systems we continue to struggle with in our country and then work together to change them. This is Real Talk Unplugged. Hi, I'm Christopher Smith, emergency medicine physician and assistant medical director, and also a lead with the Black and African-American Vitamins for Change with Vituity. And welcome to Real Talk, a place where healthcare professionals share stories about the human experiences that have shaped and affected their careers working in medicine. Today, we'll hear a story from Nicole Goolsby, a lawyer from the West Coast who works with Vituity doctors navigate through compliance. In today's talk, we want to focus on heroes. When people mention heroes, they think of people that have had an impact on their lives. It can span across blood, creed, religion, and gender. Heroes can be as real as historical figures, both past and current, to fictional characters we read in comics, books, or see in the cinemas. Heroes can also even be celebrities. In short, a hero is defined as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. They can shape us, motivate us, and inspire us. At a young age, heroes can even help us form our identities. Remember this, as we will return to this in our epilogue. We'd like to think that our heroes can be examples for everyone to show the best of us. But what do we do when someone's hero is another's zero? This is Nicole's story. I was in the eighth grade when my English teacher announced that our English program was entering an essay contest. We had to write an essay about our favorite hero. It was going to be a part of our class grade as well and entered into a local competition for the surrounding area's junior high schools. It was sponsored by the BPOE, the Benevolent and Protective Order of Elks. The winner would receive a government bond and the opportunity to be presented at the BPOE dinner. They also said something about walking into the sound of trumpets and swords overhead. This was exciting. I would finally get to write about something that was of interest to me. I was looking forward to writing the essay, my interpretation, and the opportunity to finally write about something other than what I did on my summer vacation. 
We were given 15 minutes in class to start the outline and about a week to complete the essay, turn it in, have it graded, so that it would be perfect when we entered the contest. I can remember the groans the class made following the assignment announcement and then the silence as everyone started thinking and preparing their outlines. The teacher walked up and down the aisles, looking over everyone's shoulder, making sure they were working on their outlines and not passing notes. Roman numeral one, I started. I was going to insert a quote. My hero had many quotes. She had been brave and had amazing things to say. Things that stood the test of time and even applied to my 13-year-old mind. My hero said, and I wrote, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Roman numeral two. She was an abolitionist and a suffragist born in the early 1820s. My teacher by now made it to my desk, walked by, glanced at my paper, nodded, then looked at my classmate's paper next to me and kept walking. Roman numeral three. She rescued about 70 people. The bell rang class was over. The rest of the essay would be completed at home. Later that night, I explained to my mother the assignment, the prize, and she looked at my outline. She reminded me that my essay should speak to the heart of Harriet, that I should put myself in her shoes, and that I should write more than just the facts. If I wanted to tell the story right, I would have to become Harriet. She reminded me that I would have to really dig into the words abolitionist and suffragist, not candy-coated. And freeing 70 people sounded like she just unlocked a gate. My mother freed me to write it from the heart. Harriet Tubman, an abolitionist and suffragist, was born a slave in the early 1820s, 40 years before the Civil War ended slavery, and 148 years before Black people were given the right to vote, was now how the essay began. By the time I completed the essay, I could barely read it without crying because of the awe I had for a woman who would be called the conductor of the Underground Railroad, the one called Black Moses, who led 70 people out of complete despair and bondage to freedom, all while being hunted. She was one of the greatest fugitive slaves to ever live, was how the essay ended. I proudly turned in my essay. I felt like here or there, there might be a little grammar that my teacher could help with. Not one of my friends had chosen anyone like Harriet. The students chose the usuals, Babe Ruth, President Kennedy, Eleanor Roosevelt. These are smart kids. The next week in class, my teacher called me up to her desk. She was grading the essays, but you can't write about Harriet Tubman she started. I must have had a confused look on my face, but she's my hero, and you said that we could write about our hero. You should pick someone else, because there is no way a slave could be anybody's hero. All of the passion, all of the courage, I could think of no one else to write about. I had put in the work. I will have to grade you down if you continue with this, she said. That will be fine, is all I could think to say. When I returned to my desk, my classmate said, 
why don't you just write about Abe Lincoln? I wouldn't compromise. The essays were eventually turned in. It was out of my teacher's hands. About a week later, the winner was announced over the loudspeaker at school. They said my name. I won the contest. I was going to the dinner where my teacher and I would walk down the aisle to the sound of trumpets and the overhead swords. I couldn't even believe it. On the day of the dinner, my teacher did not show up. I walked alone to the sound of the trumpets and under the swords, took the podium and read my essay to a room full of people who did not look like me and my mother who had tears in her eyes. From that experience, I realized that you never know who you might be conducting or when you might be the conductor. We have more chances to be conductors than we might realize. I eventually went to law school and I decided to become a healthcare compliance professional. I view compliance as my way of conducting healthcare professionals through the underground world of laws, regulations, guidelines, so that they can be free to help heal the world. Wow, that was an amazing story. I mean, there is so much to pull apart from this that I think we'd probably need another episode to cover everything here. Picture your 13-year-old self beginning to learn about the world. What are some 13-year-olds? Mary, think you know everything about the world. <laughs> but having the opportunity to write about someone that you admire, someone that's important to you, only to have someone in authority, like a teacher, a possible mentor, a confidant, say to you that this should not be your hero. How would you feel? Now, forgive me if my tone changes a bit during this talk. Throughout this whole narration, I tried to channel my inner Morgan Freeman or even my inner LeVar Burton. <laughs> but after hearing her story, I really feel like I should start channeling my inner Samuel L. Jackson. But you know what? I'm going to hold back because, you know, <laughs> I like my job. So, <laughs> But in all seriousness, I got very upset hearing Nicole's story and hearing the response the teacher had. When I heard the story and when I heard what the teacher said, I immediately jumped and thought, I know exactly how to respond to this. But then I thought about it differently. If it was 13-year-old me, how would have I responded? How would have you responded? I mean, think of the scenario. You have a teacher threatening your grade if you don't comply. But not only from the academic portion of it, but think about the emotional standpoint that you're dealing with here. The teacher even told you that there is no way a slave could be anyone's hero. Now that statement actually resonated me to the point that I tried to do a little research. So, you know, as before, I looked up the definition of a hero and it saw it as a person who was admired or idealized for courage, noble qualities, or outstanding achievements. And the definition of a slave is a person who is the legal property of another and is forced to obey them 
I wanted to give a brief history lesson to this teacher. Most people know about Harriet Tubman's major achievement with the Underground Railroad. And whenever people hear the name Harriet Tubman, they usually think about the term Underground Railroad. One little factoid people may have not known was that in 1863, Harriet Tubman, under the command of the Union Colonel James Montgomery, became the first woman, mind you, not the first African-American woman, but the first woman to lead a major military operation in the United States when she and 150 African-American Union soldiers rescued more than 700 slaves in the Cumbee Ferry Raid during the Civil War. Now from a conductor to leading a military operation after the Underground Railroad, even being a spy for the Union, it kind of didn't seem like Mary Tubman was just a hero. I believe she was a superhero. And it really seems to me that this English teacher didn't really know the true definition of a hero if they didn't think it was Harriet Tubman. In today's world, there's a need for people like Harriet Tubman and also Nicole Goolsby. When a person is faced with challenges and adversity, there are usually two different options. A person can turn the other way or they can hold their ground and stay true to themselves and true to what they believe in. Now the actions that Nicole did, despite the challenges and the adversity in front of her, she stuck to what she believed in and persevered. And because of that, well, Nicole today, you have become one of my heroes. Thank you to Nicole Goolsby for sharing her story with us, to the team at Vituity for their support of this podcast, to Marco Gonzalez, our sound engineer, and to all of you for listening. I'm Christopher Smith, and this is Real Talk. Want to connect with the Real Talk podcast or record your story with us? Start at realtalk.transistor.fm, or you can follow the link in the show notes for this episode.